Would you like another? Extra big ass fries. I said I didn't get any. Thank you. Your account has been charged. Your balance is zero. Welcome to the Dive for Scale Movie Club. On today's show, we'll be discussing Mike Judge's 2006 dystopian satirical sci-fi comedy action adventure film, Idiocracy. I'm your host, Neil T. in Merry Old England. On today's show, I'm joined by Dive for Scale Movie Club members, Todd Brisket in Austin, Texas. That's two D's in Todd, which represents the double <laughs> dose of my pimping. <laughs> two D's nuts. <laughs> two D's in these nuts. Jovial Jackie and Jovial John in Virginia. I could really go for a Starbucks right now, you know? I really don't think we have time for a hand job, Joe. <laughs> and our special guest today from the dieforscale.com message board is No Cannot Have, aka Rob. Water? Like out the toilet? <laughs> You've got hepatitis. <laughs> <sighs> okay, so today's show, idio- today's film rather, is Idiocracy. And uh, this was your pick, Jackie, and I think you hadn't seen it before. Um, actually, I had I had seen it before. It was a long time ago. I think um, <laughs> I think I mixed up in my head some of the plot points between this and Wally, and forgot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, that's a good point. Actually. This is yeah. pretty much Wally, right? Yeah, without yeah. as many uh, huge fat people. Yeah. I was think yeah, I was thinking this movie had more like fat people just sitting around like watching screens. There's some of that, but um, not quite the same. It's <laughs> mixing those two up. I think giant piles of garbage. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, okay. So I'm guessing it wasn't that memorable for you then if you couldn't remember it. No, I mean, I don't, yeah, kind of. I remembered certain parts of it. I was like, oh yeah, I remember this part, but it was more boring than I remembered. (laughs) (laughs) Really? Uh It sort of dragged. (laughs) Yeah. I think this, this movie is one that, that grows on you. Like the, I remember the first time I watched it it was pretty boring and slow, but grows on you like mold watches. I, I liked it more. Yeah, I don't know. I think I probably fell. I think I, I think I mentioned on a previous podcast, which maybe we sort of prompted this. I mentioned that uh, I thought it um, had a great concept, but then the execution wasn't so great. And I think it sort of breaks down about halfway through, and you're like, "Where's this going?" Not kind of nowhere really. It's a fairly conventional plot, I suppose. Rob, yeah, the yeah. third act is definitely like the worst, and I think a lot of it has mm-hmm. to do with their budget. Like yeah. their 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 uh, ambition was much greater than their budget. So mm. like that whole scene with like the demolition derby and everything, it's just yeah. kind of hard on, on the eyes. Yeah. yeah. Jackie, you were saying? Um, <laughs> yeah, I agree with that too. I think <laughs> a movie was too long. Like, like you said, it was a good concept and there's it's, some, some it's good stuff It's an hour there, and 24. It's, like, it's an hour and 24. Oh <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty short. <laughs> I thought it was an hour and 45. It, it's an hour and 20 oh. minutes with the credits. So it's like an hour yeah. and 17 before credits. Yeah, so it's that's pretty like sh- oh. literally the okay. shortest you can get short. to be okay, a feature film. Okay, I thought it was film. an hour 45 for some nah. reason. Nah. Well, it felt long, <laughs> didn't it? <laughs> um, yeah, it's like I, I get the point now. And they just kept, I don't know, just it seemed boring. Uh, yeah. Okay, that's all we have time for this week. <laughs> See you again next week. Well, hey, we need to give a synopsis for the listeners, right? No, we're mm-hmm. not doing synopsis anymore. That has been banned. Okay. Oh yeah, that's right. No. You're going to do one, won't you? Do? Synopsis is oh, that's right. Synopses. Um, the listeners need to understand the synopsis of the movie so they can listen to the podcast. Okay, hit it. Right? Hit it, Teeb. Hit it. Do it, Teeb. Uh, this movie is about a guy that travels in time and he goes to the future. <laughs> the end. It is. <laughs> excellent, excellent synopsis there, Teeb. I think that's uh, that's all we need today. 
Maybe it's I a, didn't watch the right movie. Hmm. It's a dystopian future. Five hundred years in the future. Yes. Yes. Our humanity has gotten progressively dumber and dumber. Mm-hmm. Basic. Basic plot. Uh, I got a couple of clips from uh, from uh, Mike Judge. He did an interview with a chap called Alex Jones, who I'm sure you some of you are familiar with. And um, yeah, mm. Alex Jones. Yeah. Who is it? He's kind of a crazy, shouty conspiracy theorist. Is he? TV? I'm not sure what yeah. he is. He is. He's on uh, local radio here. Mm. Mm. Um, I think uh, I think Mike Judge is a fan. I'm not sure whether ironically. I'm thinking non-ironically actually. Um, but he talked a bit about where the idea came from. Because if you get like the, the Idiocracy DVD, there's nothing on it. There's nothing on it but the movie, I think. Um, it's kind of rubbish. And so, you know, this is quite well known that Fox kind of tried to bury it. But uh, here's a clip about how he came up with the idea. I was actually uh, in line with my daughters. Um, I think it was in 2001 at Disneyland at the Teacups ride. And... Um, you know, it was in the summer, and uh, my daughters were little at the time, and and along comes a woman, like, there's a woman behind me who had had an altercation with this other woman, and they both have their kids in strollers, and they just start going off, like, kick your ass, and I'm like, with my kids, and like thinking, this isn't what Disney had in mind here, you know, and, and uh, this was in 2001, so it was, it was the summer right before, September 11th, so I was also thinking, you know, what if, what if the movie 2001, instead of being this, you know, the monolith and everything being pristine and advanced, what if it was like the Jerry Springer show and giant Walmarts? What if that had been that movie 2001? So I kind of was thinking like, just take that chart from when that was made to now and project it out and just like see where that would go. You know, it was funny and because this is a, it's science fiction, it's this dystopian future and some of the it sounds weird, but some of it reminded me of Planet of the Apes, um, particularly the music. And I don't know whether that's deliberate or not. I don't know if you guys noticed any of that. Huh. No. I understand where you're, coming, where you're coming from, though. Yeah, I saw Planet, the first Planet of the Apes like when I was like a kid, so I can't really, mm. can't really say. Monkeys. Monkeys, yeah. All right. Do, do you have any other general comments, Jovials? Any notes you want to bring up? Well, I, I mean, it's just, it, I think it's interesting and, and it is kind of scary because this really could be the way we're going <laughs> i mean yeah. the, the point at the beginning with like the family tree and the couple that is you know well edu- educated and you know isn't ready to have kids yet because you know they want want it to be perfect for their kids and then eventually they can't even have kids but these other people mm. just to keep you know having tons of kids and kids and kids and uh that sounds really oh now i feel terrible saying that <laughs> but you know what i mean like it could be true I don't know. I, yeah. Is the world turning to shit with all the selfies and Kardashians and shit like that? There's nothing wrong with selfies, Neil. Okay. Well, maybe not, but being obsessed with selfies and being obsessed with reality TV and Kardashians. Yes. And taking yeah. pictures of your bum. <laughs> it's, it's but I would watch yeah. that movie about the butt. No. Oh, right, right, right. Yes. By the way, speaking of bum pictures, did you guys... Uh, watch the John Oliver uh, Snowden interview yeah. where he put he puts all of that stuff in perspective of dip, dick pic. Yeah, yeah, it was very funny, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Tard, did you watch that? That was a good... Uh, no, I, I heard about it. I didn't watch it. We already have uh, Our My Balls, which is pretty, was, was pretty much Jackass, wasn't it? Jackass, yeah. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when did Jackass come out? Was it after this? 
there was before it's actually before he came up with the idea for um the movie that was like late 90s 99 or something wasn't it jack like yeah mm. uh rob uh you're our resident idiocracy fan what were your notes on this film uh you know i just think that like you said it definitely has some issues towards the end but i think everything leading up to that like it, i think it's just great i think you know, the first time I watched it, I thought it was, you know, fairly good and everything. And then subsequent rewatches, I found, you know, little bits and pieces that I've enjoyed more and more. And I just, yeah, yeah I think it's just a really fun, like, satire on, on, on America, you know? Mm-hmm. America. 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 It was originally called, oh. I don't know if you saw, you saw on IMDb, yeah. it was origi- mm-hmm. one of the original titles was The United States of uh, America. Yeah. Um, that was like an alternate title. Yeah. I saw, um, yeah. I think there was some text somewhere that said that. Some, I don't know if it was on the American flag. I couldn't read the American flag when uh, Terry Crews was going down the down the street in his three wheeler. He had that American yeah. flag with some text on it, and I think it might have said something like that on there: "United States uh, of America" or something. God, he's great. Yeah. I know, I love Terry Crews. <laughs> he wanted to do a follow up, like either a sequel or a web series, a couple of years ago, but it didn't uh, didn't come to fruition. Yeah, he wanted to do his own standalone. President Camacho thing. One thing about this movie is a lot of it is is visual jokes, you know, like mm-hmm. signs that you see in different buildings and things like that. So you have to kind of pay attention. I had to actually put my phone down a little bit, <laughs> not just listen, but watch. And that somewhat happened. Yeah, it was a challenge. Yeah, a lot of a lot of visual jo- jokes that you just read in this movie. Yeah, like I think when I first saw it, I had no idea what Fuddruckers was. I thought that was made up. I wonder about that yeah um, i wondered if you would know and it was <laughs> so half of that joke was kind of lost in that it went fuddruckers bud fudders buggers and whatever um, i can't be the only one that has throughout my entire life called it butt fuckers <laughs> <laughs> all the You're time the since i first saw the sign like fud what, what butt fuckers what <laughs> and i only found out um after yeah. the fact that uh, carl's jr had a slogan that wasn't too far off from fuck you a meeting what was it well, what was it um was it um don't bother me i mean i think or leave me alone yeah is it yeah it's either leave me alone or don't bother me I'm don't bother me i'm eating like yeah that's their slogan or something maybe it was back <laughs> in 2005 yeah. that's fine we don't have those here mm. now isn't aren't they isn't carl's jr the one that hires all these uh totties to go and um wash cars in front of their uh, and mm-hmm. old burgers is that yeah. the one oh, they probably they weren't have, doing yeah, that in something. 2005 so maybe that's kind of also come to you know Dumbing down, dumbing down the promotion of those as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. We don't have those here, like I said. So I'm, <laughs> I only know from the Paris Hilton one that came out. Oh, yeah, Hardy's here. Yeah, Hardy's. Hardy's instead of Carl Jr. Same company, different name for some reason in right. certain parts of the country. Yeah, Hardy's was bought by Carl's Jr. Oh, really? I should have said Rob is in Chicago. Chicago, oh. Chicago. I can't. Hey, do I the was accent. just there. Mm. I was there last week. Nice. I'm going there next month. Nice. I, I guess um, you, all of you uh, met up for a beer with 1780s, right? Um, <laughs> I met up. I met up for a beer by myself. <laughs> a big, a big sort of to do with 1780s Giovanni, all happily having a beer and chatting about it. Well, Giovanni, Giovanni's in Houston now. Oh, is mm-hmm. he? Houston, we have a Giovanni. Yep. But, um, okay. Who has some notes? TB, you got some notes? I got loads of notes. Actually. Yeah. So a few notes. The the in, speaking of the introduction, uh, where they show the two different families, mm-hmm. this is one of the best introductions to to a movie ever. It is great, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. 
the just the opening what is it, like five minutes is mm-hmm. is great sets up the whole movie of the the plot and or not the plot the setting and everything mm-hmm. and it is is finally produced and uh uh earl man the narrator is the nfl films guy okay oh i thought his voice sounded familiar yeah mm. oh yeah I've, okay i was trying to figure that out too but i didn't look it up <laughs> i think that's this is i looked at his credits and it's really all he's done is nfl films and this mm. wow um one thing i noticed was luke wilson sounds exactly like peter from office space i don't know if you noticed that He's got the huh. same, yeah, same yeah, kind does. of accent, yeah. same kind of intonation. And I wonder whether he was, whether it was Luke Wilson deliberately trying to do that, or maybe he's sort of half copying Mike Judge, because Mike Judge has got a very slow delivery, isn't he? Yeah. Hmm. I'm trying to think if that's how he normally sounds. Like, I'm trying to, I think it's, I think it's just what Luke Wilson normally sounds like. Maybe yeah. Mike Judge has a thing for yeah. just slow, yeah, slow delivery. Where is he from? Is he from Texas? Yeah, he's from Austin. Because what's his face? Um, uh, Mike Judge is from Albuquerque, but he's—I think he lives in Austin or lived in Austin. Yeah, um, and I hung out with lots of Texans even when he was in Albuquerque. From because I listened to that, he did a pretty interesting interview with Mark Maron on uh, WTF recently. I don't know if you guys heard that. Oh. No, I did not. Um, and he talked a bit about this. I think he talked about extract as well. Rob and I were talking about extract uh, off air, which was another. I think for me, the, I'm kind of jumping all over the place. But for me, the problem with Mike Judge movies, apart from Office Space is they kind of sort of fall apart about halfway through and he mm-hmm. sort of runs out of steam. And I'm thinking, is that because his background is TV? And in TV, mm-hmm. you don't really have to end anything, do you? You just go on to the next week. Mm. Yeah. Mm. That's possible. I didn't, I didn't care for Extract that much. No, it's not good. No, that's his worst yeah, film. Very forgettable. Yeah. I barely remember it. Yeah, but Office Space is one of the best movies of all time, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Yeah, that's yeah. right. It is one of the best movies of all time. Now, did you notice or did you see the post credit sequence with Upgrade? No, that wasn't on our U- YouTube version we watched. <laughs> it was on YouTube? <laughs> Holy shit. Well, I wasn't going to buy it. They were, oh didn't have God. any renting options anymore. Uh, so uh, I found an illegal copy on YouTube. Uh, unbelievable. Um, the, the guy who plays Upgrade... Is uh, I think he's one of the rappers in Ghetto Boys. And Ghetto Boys did a lot of the music for uh, Office Space, like you know when the guy's rolling up his window with a with a flower seller coming on, he's rapping, and maybe <laughs> that sequence where they're, they're destroying the printer as well. That's kind of yeah, yeah. PC load letter. <laughs> what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> uh, we should be talking about Office Space, although I don't know, it's too good. Isn't it? yeah. It's yeah, Office Space is one of those two good movies. It sounds a bit unfortunate because the the guy from Office Space, the guy who is mm-hmm. um, rolling up his windows, he's in this, Michael but Bolton. he mm-hmm. kind of just stands yeah. there, doesn't he? Really, Dave Herman. Yeah, he doesn't do much. Mm. Well, in his defense, pretty much everyone in this movie just stands there because they're too fat or too <laughs> dumb true. to do anything else. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Luke Wilson. Luke Wilson's the smartest guy in the world. Yeah, <laughs> he's per- perfectly average. <laughs> the part where he's like, lead, follow, or get out of the way, and he's like. I chose to get out of the way. <laughs> that wasn't That's one great. of the options. That was hilarious. <laughs> Joe, average Joe. Average you know? Joe, yeah. 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 True, true. One of the one of my favorite scenes in this movie is and it's also Justin Long's greatest role in all of his film history <laughs> as Dr. Lexus. And I cut the I cut a clip. It's a minute long, but I just I love the entire scene. So Okay. I think we'll listen to it. Hey, I saying, I say. Yeah, right. Uh, well, not so good. You know, I, I don't really know what's going on, but 
I'm seeing things. I think it might be because of these drugs the army put me on. But if you could uh, just get me well enough to get back to base. Right. <laughs> Kick ass. Well, don't want to sound like a dick or nothing, but uh, it says on your chart that you're fucked up. Uh, you talk like a fag, and your shit's all retarded. What I do is just like, like you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> no, I, I'm serious here. <laughs> Don't worry, Skrull. Now there are plenty of tards out there living really kick-ass lives. My first wife was tarded. She's a pilot now. I, I need for you to be serious for a second here, okay? I, I need help. There's that fag talk we talked about. <laughs> <laughs> um, wonder, I wonder if the, the liberal use of the word fag is one of the reasons why this movie was buried no that's not the reason I, I, no. <laughs> <laughs> I, thought, it, I thought it might be could no. be tarred as be. well yeah. tarred yeah that's, that's a hot one now. Mm -hmm. I've got a clip, another clip from, uh, from uh, Mike Judge who talks a bit about what happened with the movie uh, actually before we get to that um, I went and had a quick look on the IMDB message boards for, um, for Idiocracy and just from the titles, I didn't really need to click through, but one of them said, Justin Long deserves an Oscar. Um, the other one was... Uh, I agree. The other one was, uh, who else wants to bang Maya Rudolph? She looked <laughs> anyway, pretty good, yeah. She looked That's amazing. She looked yeah. amazing in this, didn't she? Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right, let's, talk, let's play this off. So this is Mike Judge talking about um, why, Fox made this, why Fox made this movie. Part of my overall deal was... Uh, to write two movies for him. So I'd done Office Space. And in order to do something else for anybody else, I needed to burn that one off. And I sort of, I kind of thought no one would make it. I thought it'd just be fun to write. I'd just start from there, you know? This was like, it was making me laugh. I just, after the Disneyland experience, I just started writing stuff down and ended up co-writing, getting someone to work with me, this guy, Aton Cohen. And we got through a first draft pretty quickly and Gave it to Fox, and then no one kind of wanted to make it. And I was like, well, okay, well, it wasn't going to be huge budget, but it was going to be something. It was going to cost, you know, $23 million or something. Now, I could not find a reliable source for what the budget ended up, but everyone seems to think it's between 2 and $4 million. And I couldn't believe they would be able to make it for that, because even though the CG was utterly dog shit, they mm -hmm. built sets, they hired it's, actors. Yeah. I couldn't believe they... Maybe there's they did a lot of sets. That. Yeah, lots of, a lot sets. of sets. A lot of extras. Extras, of actors. Also, they built like these cars and vehicles and all sorts. I mean, like the big uh. um, sort of arena thingy, they're all CG, but they built little cars and stuff, didn't they? So, I don't know. Mm -hmm. Maybe yeah. there's one car and they just painted it differently. Yeah. And someone had to put something on the front of it. Mm. What? A big floppy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was so weird. And they all try. Why did they all try to catch it? I know, like like a ball hit. <laughs> like, Run away from them. Yeah, because they're stupid. Because <laughs> they're idiots. Um, but then, okay. So I got a few clips here, but I'll uh, I'll just play this other one quickly. So this is uh, this is Mike again talking about because um, you you were talking about well, why did this movie fail? And this is probably why. What they told me was it didn't test very well, which a lot of movies don't. You know, Office Space didn't. The way movie testing works, they have these sheets and it'll, it says uh, excellent, very good, good, fair, and poor. For it to count at all, it has to be excellent or very good, I think. So if, it, if they say good, that's just a zero for you. So a lot of people, if it's a weird movie, they'll go, oh, it was good. They won't say very good. You know, so we would get like a, 
70% very good and excellent, which sounds, that's considered a horrible score. And uh, the, uh, he said they initially put it out in 12 theaters, which is kind of like no theaters. And I think there was yeah. some talk of it going into a few more, but pretty much it got buried. Um, yeah. I may play the clip later, but there was a, a very funny quote from Mike again saying that um, um, they didn't even list it on movie phone. So um, if you wanted to go see the movie, it was t- under Untitled Mike Judge Project and they never changed it. <laughs> so nobody could find it. Um, they sent out posters to the theatres, but nothing else. There were no trailers, no ads, no press kits. He didn't do any interviews. So it was buried. Hmm. I wonder if it made any money. Um, it made um, $400,000 <laughs> in the wow. US, $50,000 $50, outside the US because it wasn't really released. And then um, in the first month or two of uh, uh, DVD rent- rental release, it made $9 million. Wow. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Which is. Well, the budget was $2 million. Good job. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I think that the, the problem was that um, in his contract, they had to release it theatrically. And so the minimum was 12 theaters, and that's what they put it in. Yeah, you see that a lot with, with a lot of uh, these smaller movies. Like there was a movie recently, uh, I think it was a Catherine Heigl movie mm-hmm. that just came yeah. out recently. It, like literally, like three theaters was all it was released in. And it's like, well, it's like, why even bother? But I guess it's like a contractual yeah. thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So was she just like, was this like multiplicity style where she played everybody in the movie because no one wants to work with her? (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, There was an article, I'm trying to find where it is. Oh, there was an article in Time Magazine about idiocracy and they did mention the fact that, you know, this is not the only movie that was dumped. I mean, this happens quite frequently. Um, And uh, the previous year, Fox took... uh, um, they took they, the Onion did a sketch movie, and they basically took that out. They said they took the, mm-hmm. they took it out behind the studio barn and put it to sleep. And there was a film called Stay, which rings a bell, kind of, but I've never seen it with Ewan McGregor oh, yeah, and Naomi Watts. Yeah, that's what's his face, uh, the guy who directed Stranger Than Fiction, and uh, uh, what is it? Uh, not Casino Royale, the other Bond movie. I can't remember oh, his name. Sky He's a really good director. Really good uh, director. No, no, the one before that, uh, Quantum of Solace. Oh, uh, Quantum of Solace. Yeah. Yeah, very good uh, director. Yeah. I liked um, the thing with Will Ferrell. That was good, though. Um, yeah. So that they 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 made that for fifty million dollars, and again they dumped that pretty much in the same way as they did with Idiocracy. Um, wow. Hmm. Interesting. The movie business is very strange. Hmm. So, question here: uh, it it appears that Mike Judge believes that Gatorade is the <laughs> nectar of the tards. <laughs> And all of us know someone who thinks that it's Mountain Dew. Or it's uh, Brondo, isn't it? Brondo. Brondo. But that's Gatorade. Yeah. They actually made Brondo for a while. Yeah. Actually, mm-hmm. a company actually made their own Brondo. It's got electrolytes. Yeah. It's got what plants crave. <laughs> so in, so, so in all of your expert opinions, what is the true nectar of the tarts? Surge. Ouch. Do they even make surge anymore? <laughs> no. <laughs> I'd say any flavor of Rockstar energy drink. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah, red. Oh, that's, that's a good one. one. Yeah, monsters, mm-hmm. monsters or rock stars. Yeah. Red Bull or probably, vod- probably probably monster. Yeah, vodka and red monster Bull. Monster more so. Rockstar is garbage. Yeah, they're all terrible. Mm-hmm. So they went with the right end candidate. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is isn't this before all the energy drink craze? Oh, absolutely. 
Yeah, like it'll probably a little yeah. bit before. I think Red Bull mm. was kind of big at the time. Yeah, Red Bull would have been would would predate it. I remember drinking quite a, quite a lot of Red Bull in a couple of years before this. So Jaeger bombs. One thing I noticed was uh, that the movie is kind of a prequel to Interstellar, isn't it? Because uh, the whole planet has been turned to a dust into a dust bowl, and they're all starving, right? Yeah. Hmm. Haven't seen Interstellar. There, yeah, I I still need to see this, but there is one thing I need to bring up that's just going to blow this thing completely out of the water. There is a plot hole in this movie. What? Oh no. Uh-oh. <laughs> so for, <laughs> for anyone who has ever farmed, as it turns out, you can't pour water on shit and it grow to be like, I don't know, two to three inches tall within a couple days. <laughs> that is not how it works. Uh, he had a week. He had a week, didn't he? So it might have been as long as uh, six days. <laughs> yeah, still not how it works. <laughs> He also had decades, potentially, of them pouring energy drink on it, mm. all the fields. So, like, literally, like, that, all those fields were probably, like, 90% just energy drink and, like, 10% dirt. So, it's like, how how could anything have grown? I thought the narrator was kind of going down that route by saying, uh, um, you know, that the the fields have been soaked with this brondo. And then I thought he was going to say that meant that nothing could grow, no matter what, how how much water you threw at it. But, yeah. Life finds a way. Remember, it's, uh, like, Jeff Goldblum says, life finds a way. Yeah. So anyways, I just called shenanigans on that. And that that just really took me out of the movie completely. I couldn't, couldn't, couldn't that, get past I mean, that. Just perfect. Well, if you want to talk about, uh, you know, pl- you know, plot holes, like how does, you know, if everybody's so stupid, how does like anything run? Like how are, how, how are any machines running? Like how, like, like, you know, when they go and they swap out the Brando with the water, like how is anybody smart enough to even do that? You know, it's just, it kind of raises that question too i don't know it is 500 years later and their electronics seem to have taken a step back from where we were at at that time real time <laughs> yeah. it's mm-hmm. all happened before and it will all happen again <gasps> um what was it? time is a flat circle <laughs> one thing um that i did think was cool in this movie that i want to have now is the um UPC tattoo, so I don't have to like know passwords and bring money around. I can just scan yeah, that, baby. We're almost, we're almost there with um, Apple Pay. Yeah, yeah. Just tap your phone. But well, I want it on me, so I don't even have to carry my phone. You can just get an NFC <laughs> chip embedded in your skin. Mm-hmm. Where do we go to do that? <laughs> I'm not telling you. No. I know a guy. <laughs> yeah. Just, just show up, show up at the IRS and tell them that, that, that that's what you want. Say, hey, give me the, give me the chip. There you go. Yeah. I was annoyed by the um, when they were asking what's your name, and he like couldn't figure out how to tell the machine that his name wasn't. Uh, what did he say it was? Not, not sure. Sure. No. Yeah. Not sure. Yeah, it was stupid. Well, it's because his dialect was not. No, good. my last name is not sure. Wait. Oh wait. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's so annoying. <laughs> it's just a little comedy skit, Jackie. <laughs> <laughs> it was classic Three's Company level. Yeah. Totally yeah. It was. So it's the old, who's on first? I was waiting for the laugh track. <laughs> I like how you're treating this uh, uh, and pu- pulling it apart like it was Inception or something. <laughs> hey, man, I have high standards. <laughs> <laughs> I do think this might be the case that it's kind of too good to uh, put rip into, but I don't know. Too good. Too good. This movie is good. Mm. I, I agree with everybody what? else that in the, the last third of the movie is kind of weak but the first two thirds is good Good. hey um did you guys know that the rare third wilson brother is in this movie andrew 
Wilson. He plays the bad Ooh. guy in the arena scene. He's, he's Andrew Wilson. Yeah, he plays uh, yeah. Beef Supreme. Beef Supreme. Yeah. Oh, yes. See, okay, that makes sense because I, I was kind of, I always thought like that character seemed like a wasted character. They kind of built him up and he didn't do anything. He just kind of stood there and kind of just like looked at the crowd and just, you know, he didn't, like, I wanted him to be a much more like insane character. I and mean, he just mm -hmm. was kind of just the, just a guy, this guy with a beard. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that was just kind of a favor. <laughs> he yeah. he was more like ninety nine cent beef uh, burrito than he was beef supreme. Mm. Sure, yeah. there's no sour cream in that. Yeah, no sour cream, no guacamole, and tomatoes. the tomatoes are kind of gross. <laughs> not real tomatoes. Um, there is another plot hole. So uh -oh. Wilson's on the on the ground, uh, chestiest we've ever seen. Maya Rudolph in the bed. He has no attachments. He's 500 years in the future with nothing to go back to, really. And he's like, no, I'll sleep on the hard floor. Oh, that is a big plot hole. He's a gentleman. <laughs> yeah. It's a it's gentleman. <laughs> it's, a romantic, it's a romantic comedy sci-fi dystopian future. That's, that's how, it, how it goes, isn't it? I'm just saying, like, based on functional literacy lever level, he was the last man on Earth, and she was the last woman on, or on Earth, and... Yeah. With what she was working with in this movie, <laughs> oh my god. How no. Come on. I like That's that, ridiculous. I, I like that he was still like, even though now we're supposed to think he's the smartest man on earth, but he was still pretty stupid. Like yeah. he really <laughs> thinks she's an artist. Like <laughs> yeah. he thinks the time the time travel's uh, possible. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I think that was that's funny. He's not gonna like strange men in your bed. <laughs> I like the uh I like the bit where she's painting a family portrait at the end there. <laughs> <laughs> and it looks like a sort of three-year-old did it. Mm. Well, at the end, when when they're on the when they're on the time machine ride, Frito even says, "Like for the smartest guy in the world, you're you're pretty stupid sometimes." <laughs> yeah, which, which like purposely sums it up. Like he's mm -hmm. he might technically be the smartest person in the world, but he's still just completely average and still is really naive and just just uh, just dumb. One thing I really enjoyed was the, uh, the, and I guess we're sort of heading towards that way now, in my opinion. But then I might be, might be in the minority. There were the stupid names, people giving, people giving kids stupid names. But I'm kind of a traditionalist when it comes to names. But uh, yeah, um, yeah. Braden, Jaden, Caden, yeah, Braden. It's, oh. yeah. Then you end up with four Micah, Frito, and uh, and Beef Supreme are just a couple steps beyond mm. Braden, Jaden, Caden, Aiden, and I. And I loved uh, four Micah Layton. as. Uh, for Micah, as uh, I think it was a girl's name, and Velveeta was another one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you remember the classic film Basketball, they have Mass and Gill Field. So that's not a person's name, though. No, but the commercialization of names oh, and all yeah. that goofiness. Yeah. Like, pretty much from that movie. Mm. <laughs> that classic. Yes, it's his favorite movie of all time. I heard, I heard Neil shitting on it the other day. I know. What was I shitting on? You were shitting on basketball. You said it was horrible. I didn't. I absolutely didn't. It's been that one. That film has been vetoed from the movie club. Uh, I didn't say anything about baseball. I can't remember it. I kind of, I, in my mind, it sort of merges with Orgasmo. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm. I mean, they are pretty much. Well, I, maybe the I shit on it if somebody said thing. if somebody said basketball is a work of genius, I might have gone. <laughs> then <laughs> maybe that's what you meant. <laughs> yes, in, in John world, that would be considered shitting on. <laughs> One thing I noticed was, which really kind of threw me the first time I saw it, it was how on earth do they get away with using all these brand names, all these product names, uh, or right, sorry, yeah. company mm -hmm. names like Starbucks and H&R uh, Block and Costco. Um, and 
I, I'm just, okay, I'll talk about this afterwards, but uh, here's a clip from Mike Judge about that. We had in the script this whole thing about the Starbucks, because I remember actually driving on I-35, it was like something tan, it was a tanning salon, it said exotic tan for men, and I, <laughs> I had no idea that tanning salons had turned into, you know, hand job places or whatever it was, and so I was just talking to friends of mine and going, wow, I wonder what's next, I mean, is it going to be like Starbucks or what? And uh, so we had that in the script. And when it was in pre-production, I was, you know, they run it by legal. I'm going, man, I don't know how I'm going to come up with something better than the Starbucks thing. Because it, 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 it's not funny if it's not a known place, you know. And so legal, an interesting thing happened. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how <laughs> this happened. But they, but they said... Um, well, they said no, and then they said, well, you know, I just said, so what, can it be satire? And, this? and they said, well, what would help us is if you didn't just pick on them if it was a bunch of companies. And I was like, okay. So then that's how we ended up with that whole red light district in there in the movie where it's like, I think it's like H&R Block adult tax return with release. <laughs> and like there's like, yeah. there's like a Pollo <laughs> Loco or chicken. Pollo Baracho yeah. adult chicken. I don't know. <laughs> Well, well, we we and then and then we just did everything. Costco. Uh, I don't know what happened. I, I, at some point, I'm sure somebody got really flipped out, but I, I was shielded from all that. I I can't imagine that the the lawyer who advised them that they could go ahead with that didn't get fired because I've never heard of anything <laughs> like that before in any kind of a TV or film or whatever. They got away with yeah. it though, apparently. Yeah, I was gonna say they didn't get sued because mm. nobody watched it. Um. <laughs> hey, sometimes you get a win. I think it's interesting that they went to cut co- with Costco instead of Walmart for the mm-hmm. big, the big place because I feel like they probably would have wanted Walmart, but they would have been more likely to sue. I don't know. Maybe all I know is like all those things like H and R Block for men and whatever. Like I was giggling, and then we got to what was it? The chi- was it chicken with full release or something <laughs> like that? And when it, when it got to the chicken, I was just like, oh, they've gone too far. I don't I don't feel good about this. <laughs> yeah, there is that theory that. Um, I don't know how true this is because the Simpsons get away with it a lot, but there is that theory that um, this is buried because they were using, literally using the Fox News. The, the only logo they didn't change, like they changed the Starbucks logo, but the only logo they didn't change was the Fox News logo. And mm-hmm. uh, it was the idea that maybe Fox had buried it because some executive had seen it and gone, what the fuck is this? And also, you know, you could argue that Fox News audience is kind of badly represented in this movie. Well, also, how awesome was it that there's there's a uh, bodybuilder dude w- with no mm-hmm. shirt, and then there's <laughs> yeah. a there's a woman that is like eighty percent cleavage. Yeah. That's like kind of how it is now. Um, well, they do. It's true, actually. They do. I mean, they do have some. Okay, spot the homely looking chicks on Fox News. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're not exactly top. They're not exactly throwing cleavage, but they're not exactly ugly either. Yeah. And how dare you? They have pedigrees from top journalistic schools. Yeah, that's true. They are real news reporters. Wasn't it Steve hired by the, for their talent? Wasn't it Steve lamenting the fact that um, I don't know whether he was doing it sort of a sideways fashion about the you know that he went to college with some I won't call them bimbos young ladies who wanted to get into television news or whatever, and I think he was he's intimating that they were getting into these decent jobs because of their looks. Sure. That seems that seems unrealistic. <laughs> Staging his theory. If you well, they're on television. I mean, 
If you ever want to climb the corporate ladder at a technology company, all you have to do is be a woman and uh, wink at somebody. Hmm. Okay, thanks. And, f- and freeze your eggs, right? I'll use that advice. Yeah, Jackie. Jackie, you could be you could be uh, you could be CFO by now. <laughs> well, the problem is though, and I think we've there's some movie where the wink goes horribly wrong. Like they get something in their eye and <laughs> signals are misinterpreted. Um, so there could be disastrous consequences. Okay. <laughs> a lot of pollen in the air these days. My my black truck is mainly yellow at this point. Mm. Just saying. That can get in the eyes. Okay. This might be controversial. Mm. Control um, but Keep. Uh, I'm not really a Meyer Rudolph fan. Uh-huh. That's pretty dumb. <laughs> the only time I've ever really, really laughed at something she's done was the the first time I saw her do the the Whitney Houston singing singing thing, singing mm. the national anthem. Yeah, uh, but that was just the first time I saw it. Um, other than that, I don't know. She she's not funny. Uh, no, I kind of I kind of agree. But she, I thought she was she was good in this. She yeah, was, I liked her in this. She was fun in this. She was fun in this and pretty great eye candy. Have you seen? What's the one with her and Christina Applegate? That TV, TV show? show? Yes. Oh. Uh, oh, where, uh, where, where they have a baby? N- not together, but not, she's yeah. Christina's boss. Yeah, there's Christina Applegate. Like, she has a TV, has a TV show, show, and like then that Christina Oprah Applegate show. and uh, Will Arnett have a baby. Are a couple, yeah. yeah. Yeah, what's the name of that show? I forget. Anyway. Yeah, whatever that uh, is. Uh, she's canceled in really, one season. Yeah. yeah. Canceled in one season, whatever you want to call it. Um, she has some pretty good stuff in that. I did not like any of her SNL stuff, but she's good in that. And how are you doing in this? So does that bring us right to the Teeb report, if that's where he's going? I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, I think you know. And now, it's time for TB to rate the hottest women in the movie. Take it away, T. <laughs> this is This is an outrage. <laughs> Women should be judged based on based on their personality and their senses of humor. All the women in this movie are great. Great actresses. They have uh, great personalities. Maya Rudolph, she's okay. Um, that being said, um, the hottest mo- woman in this movie is probably the lady that worked at the hospital. What, the one Which pushing one? the fast the food one buttons? staring off his face? Oh, wait, hold on. A, hang on a second. So you have the... Um, don't, Sarah, the Sarah Rue. Sarah oh, yeah. Rue as she, uh, one of the cabinet members. She did look gorgeous. Yeah, you have you have the Veep, and then, of course, you have the Fox News lady, and then you have the curiously putting her finger over all of the sick buttons. <laughs> I guess now, she wants to push Who is the Sarah Rue? Because I've never heard of it before. She's, She's uh, the, the redhead. No, I know, but you know the her ginger. name. So the ginger. What, yeah, I know. The ginger, when did you know you her say, from right? before that you knew her name? <laughs> Jesus. She's had a TV show. Yeah, Less Than Perfect on, AB, on I think it was ABC, like early 2000s. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Because yeah. on the uh, on the IMDb message boards, again, I didn't have to click on the on the message, but um, it said in capital letters, why isn't why doesn't Sarah Rue have a credit? So apparently she was uncredited. Oh. Yeah, I don't know why why she wouldn't get a credit. Hmm. Okay, so is that, is that, so where are we? Have you actually list, you have, have you put these ladies in order actually, team? I don't put people in lists. <laughs> this is off the top of my head, man. 
Only because I'm forced to do it. You had one by job. By the man. One job. <laughs> Number one, Sarah Rue. <laughs> Number two, <laughs> uh, hospital lady. Number three, Fox News lady. Number four, Maya Rudolph. And then I think that's it. Wow, that is controversial, Veal. <laughs> controversy. There has been some controversy. Hey, uh, you guys, you guys remember that part in the movie where like the the army dudes at the beginning? There's that oh, one God. dude giving the presentation, and he's <laughs> start. He wanted to talk about his his uh foray into the world of pimping. The pimp life versus the square the pimp life. life. That was pretty funny. TB. That's pretty good. TB. That's go, pretty good, man. Go away, baiting. Go away and bait. Baiting. He looked really, I think, obviously, he was acting, you know, with a capital A, but um, Dax Shepard looked, looked really the worst he's ever looked, I think. And kind of the opposite yeah. of the anti Maya Rudolph. Does, how does he, uh, how is he getting, uh, what's her face? How is he getting yeah. Veronica Mars? The hot one, yeah. yeah. Oh. Well, I mean, Charisma. he looks much better Jackie, in real life. Tell us. I, I Jackie, like tell us. Yes. You know what Charisma. it is? It's the goatee beard that he doesn't have in this. He's got this sort of floppy chin, hasn't he? So he puts the goatee beard on and then seduces yeah. Veronica Mars, right? He's got kind of, uh, I don't know how to describe, but his eyes are far apart. <laughs> He's got tiny eyes that are far apart. <laughs> He's not conventionally handsome, I suppose, but I really like Dax Shepard. So TB, right? TB's He's charming, rating the men he? now, is he? One out of ten would not bang. This would not be the first time he did that. <laughs> Luke Wilson is a bit of all right. He's got a tiny mouth, but he's okay. <laughs> right, Jackie? No, I do not like him. <laughs> really? He's a dullard. Really? <laughs> what about his brother? No, his like, brother? He's acting. He's acting. <laughs> it, it, he's this way in everything he does. <laughs> his brother's got funny looks as well. I watched um, Inherent yeah. Vice the other day, and he's funny looking, isn't he? Yeah, he's got like that broken nose look. Mm. Behind enemy with lines. Oh, what do you what do you think about that um toilet seat at the <laughs> in the living room that um that, that Frito has? That's pretty cool, huh? It's kind of a nice in theory <laughs> it's a great idea. In practice, I'm not sure. <laughs> I saw that from The Simpsons. Yeah. That was an episode of The Simpsons. God, yeah. That'd be great. That changed my life. I know, it changed my life. <laughs> You need like a fridge, because okay. I think they make these actually. You can get like sort of, whether whether official Lazy Boys or equivalent, where they've got like a big chair and then one side you pull out like a fridge area and it's got all these refrigerated area and then, you know, it's got a storage place for your snacks and your remote controls and all that sort of stuff. And then the other side's a toilet? No, not yet, but I guess that, you know, that's technology that is still in development. Oh, you need some, some, uh, yeah. some wheels and a motor on there. <laughs> motor with some grit. <laughs> Yeah, a greedy motor on there. Yeah, you can mount it in like a smart car and then just drive it to work and then drive into your into the uh, building and no, we're never talking. get out. Of it. Mm. Isn't that kind of your work situation already, though? Uh, kind of, Jackie. Uh, yeah. You get out, get out of bed and sort of roll into the uh, office. Roll downstairs to my office. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> it's pretty good. Pretty, 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 pretty good. Okay, so that's all we have time for this week. I'm off to refill my glass with toilet water. <laughs> if you enjoy the show, why not rate and review us on iTunes? Follow us on Twitter at DFSMC Podcast. 
Uh, my thanks this week go to Divers Girl Movie Club members, Todd Brisket. We seem to be experimenting some technological uh, differences. Oh, shit. <laughs> Thank you to the Jovials. I forgot to get another quote, so thanks. <laughs> go away. Baiting. <laughs> That's a good one. Sorry. And special thanks to special guest uh, Rob. Hey, uh, no quote, but sorry about my computer. It's okay. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> That'll be cut out. That'll be cut. Your computer bits will be cut out. So, thanks for joining us, special guest Rob. It's like electronic castration. Oh, uh, we have a laugh. Oh shit! I forgot to say uh, yeah, cool. another great Stephen Root role. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He's Although awesome he's really, in everything. He's leading heavily on the accent, isn't he, TB? I guess that's yeah. all you sound that sound when you're not on air, right? We're going to see if we can't <laughs> come up with a verdict up in ya. Up in ya. Up in ya. Up in ya. Y'all going to make me act a fool. <laughs>